Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Today's Issues here on American Family Radio for this Tuesday, December the 28th, 2021. We thank you for listening to AFR. Fred Jackson joins me in the studio. Good morning, Fred. Good morning. And Steve Jordahl. Good morning. So uh, it's us three here for the next hour and 25 minutes. Uh, Chris is uh, taking a break, right? Chris Chris will be back tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Ed, Ed will be back sometime next year. <laughs> yes. Yes, Ed. Ed uh, always saves his his uh, six or eight weeks of vacation uh, for the end of the year. Uh, <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm, I'm kidding. Ed, I think it takes a couple weeks. But you know what's funny to me is, um, well, I don't know if it's funny or not. <clears throat> I don't know. There are there are staff here mm-hmm. that that save their vacation days for the end of the year to the last minute. Yeah, to, which is fine. Hey, to each his own, right? Yep. But uh, me, <laughs> uh, I'd rather take mine during good weather, right? Yeah. Now it has been nice weather here in in the South for the last uh, December has been like. October, right? Yes. Okay. Beautiful. But uh, anyway, I'd just rather be have time to get outside than just sit in mm-hmm. my house for two weeks. Uh, yeah. But I guess he was counting on all that hockey <laughs> that he could watch, which has now been suspended because the NHL is terrified. Yes. By COVID, right? Yes. A, ho- a hockey player sneezed. Yes. Oh, shut down. Shut the it NH- down. Shut down. You know, I could. I couldn't believe that it was the NHL who was the first league to shut down. Oh. So because saying, I, I, I envision these hockey guys, right? Steve is tough. tough, right? Brawny. But yeah. what I'm hearing, uh, Fred, is that the NHL is on ice? Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Steve, well, Steve, uh, uh, so Fred's a hockey <laughs> fan, too. I uh, haven't been raised in Nova Scotia. And then, uh, but uh, anyway, yeah. So, hockey, when does hockey? When are they going to start back? There's, Professional hockey. We're talking. I, about. I think they're now waiting until the first of the year, which is coming up this weekend. And uh, you know, it's it's going to impact the the whole season again. Are they going to extend it like they did last year? Remember the playoffs went late, late, late. Yeah. Last year, yeah. I mean, we're in June, and yeah. uh, and the playoffs still going on. Hockey so. in June, that just doesn't go together. No. Right? No, it doesn't. In your mind. No. Hey, did y'all see, uh, before we get into the uh, pressing news of the day, and we have plenty, ladies and gentlemen, so please stay with <laughs> us. Uh, did y'all see the, uh, um, uh, I think it was, was it Monday night? What's today? Today's Tuesday. 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 Well, maybe. It was either last night or Sunday night. Anyway, it was whenever the uh, Green Bay Packers were playing the uh, – Gosh. Cleveland Browns. Was it, it was the on Cleveland Sunday. Browns. It was on okay. Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Sunday. The Cle- I know where you're going with okay. this. Okay. <laughs> so I saw this last night. You've got the post game interview, right? Uh-huh. With Aaron Andrews with ES- ESPN. Yes. ESPN. And okay. the NFL she, Network, I think. She is a, uh, she's pretty well known uh, sports uh, sideline reporter. 
Okay, so she is interviewing Aaron Rodgers, who's mm-hmm. the NFL great quarterback. Right. Uh, because he had just broken during the game, which they won, he broke Brett Favre's record for touchdown passes in, over his career it, yeah, as a Green I, Bay it, Packer. As a Packer. As a Green Bay Packer. So they're doing this interview. Well, they're social distanced, okay? They're like 15 feet apart or whatever it is uh, for TV purposes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the TV interview is over, and they show pictures and they go over there and give each other a big bear hug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they're on, they got, she's masked up. I think she was masked up. I don't know, but I think she was, he wasn't Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but so they're doing this interview for TV purposes, which are so, so, and then when it's over, they just give each other a big old bear hug. And, and somebody was saying, uh, <laughs> so it's all for show. Yeah. And, and and they were saying, okay, let me get this straight. You have men who are falling on top of each other mm-hmm. in each other's grill mm-hmm. for three hours, slobber knocking, as they say, all kind of things passing yeah. between uh, these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, game's over. Now we got a social distance. Yeah. And they were saying, you know, you think they're, well, they got plexiglass up in the locker rooms between. Yeah. Uh, I know. Uh, it's just all for show. It is. Why should it be any different than Washington, D.C., right? Offer show, yeah, I yeah, mean, the, the mask thing, yeah. So don't, so don't, you know, let's quit pretending, quit doing this phony yeah. stuff, yeah. Uh, which is what the uh, CEOs for the airlines were saying. Two yes. of the airlines were saying, let's we got to cut this mask stuff out, yeah, because it's only causing arguments between people. It's making our flight attendants become the mask police, and it's not necessary. We have the best ventilation systems in the world on our aircraft. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's uh, the mask or no mask is not going to make a difference, uh, on the airplanes. That's it's what theater. theater. In, theater. Fact, in theater. fact, we played that yesterday. We played the clip of Anthony Fauci, who was, who said the quiet part out loud, basically when he said, you know, planes are basically safe. The reason we're mandating masks is just so we can have another mandate out there to make sure that everybody he gets said that. Yes. Yeah. You, can you, do you still have that from yesterday, Brent? He said it like that. Pretty like, close, pretty close. Um, I didn't. I, I knew. He, I knew he was advocating for uh, mask on planes. Yeah. No. He, but he said the reason wasn't because of the the danger with the planes. He was advocating against snakes on planes. I saw well, that. That's true. Yeah. But, so so we got what you. Yeah. This is Anthony Fauci. This is Anthony Fauci from his greatest hits collection. That's right. Okay. A vaccine requirement for person getting on the plane is just another level of getting people to have a mechanism that would spur them to get vaccinated. Namely, you can't get on a plane unless you're vaccinated, which is just another one of the ways of getting requirements, whatever that might be. So, I mean, anything that could get uh, people more vaccinated would be welcome. But with regard to the spread of virus in the country, I mean, I think if you look at wearing a mask and the filtration on on planes, things are reasonably safe. We want to make sure people keep their masks on. I think the idea of taking masks off, in my mind, is is really not something we should even be considering. So when he started out there, he was talking about the idea that we should make people who are going to board a plane make sure they're vaccinated before they're allowed to board a plane. 
he t- he's taken a lot of flack for that in recent hours. In fact, he's backtracked from that. He said, I wasn't suggesting that there ought to be a vaccine mandate for passengers. He said, I th- I, all I said was it's being considered. No, he was, too. You just he heard was. him right there. We just heard Don't him. Say, he, don't, he, didn't need, he didn't need to say he wasn't saying what we all heard him say, okay? <laughs> but that's what he attempted to do in an interview yesterday afternoon or last night. Yeah. Because he was taking flack for it. Yeah. How do you, can flack be spread? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Can what? You can have a jacket. Can fl- uh, this is a bad joke. Can, infectious doctor, can flack be spread? <laughs> See what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, it was a bad joke. I, I, uh, all right. So, Steve. Sir. Uh, or, or Fred. Uh, let's, by the way, Sandy Rios will be with us at the bottom of the hour. So, we look forward to visiting with Sandy. Well, uh, what? Let's stay with COVID. Okay. Let's take let's a do. Let's, let's the take more COVID a, news, the better, for, as far as I'm concerned. A little walk down memory lane okay. before we get uh, to the big story of the day. A little walk down memory lane. This is candidate Joe Biden and maybe early President Joe Biden saying he put his cape on, his Superman cape on. Yes. And he said, I am going to defeat the virus. I'm yes. not going to shut down the economy. You go, Joe. And I'm going to shut down that virus. Uh-huh. Have a listen to, and he said it over and over and over yeah. again. Cut in. Together, not pull us apart. I'll put in place a plan to deal with this pandemic responsibly. I've already done it. I've said it before. I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm not going to shut down the country, but I'm going to shut down the virus. Before. I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm not going to shut down the country. I'm going to shut down the virus. What I would say is I'm going to shut down the virus, not the country. I'm not going to shut down the country. I'm going to shut down the virus. Hmm. <laughs> Here's my prediction. I know where you're going with this, Ca- Fred. Campaign ad. <laughs> right. Coming up. He was emphatic, man. Mm. Oh. Huh? Over. He was like Muhammad Ali right there. Right. And over and over again. But you know what? Here we are. 11 months later. Yeah. And yes, he shut down the economy. The economy is still reeling right? from that. Right. He did shut down the economy. But he yeah. didn't shut down the virus. No, not yet. And, and you know, all of this has come home to roost. Mm-hmm. And I think it's behind. He had a conversation with a number of state governors yesterday. Mm-hmm. Now, listen to what he had to say to the state governors yesterday. Cut number two. Look, there is no federal solution. This gets solved. <laughs> state level. I'm looking at Governor Sununu on the board here. He talks about that a lot. And it ultimately gets down to where the rubber meets the road. And that's where the patient is in need of help or preventing the need for uh, help. Look, uh, Gov, thank you for uh, for what you're doing. Thank you for the National Governors Association and Vice Chair Murphy across the river. All's, all's well in New Jersey, I assume, Gov. Um, and uh, that, Mr. President. <laughs> A lot less bombastic that time. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. A humble Biden. Uh, going to shut down the virus. <laughs> he was going to shut down the virus, and now he's saying, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Somebody help me. Governors, yes. y'all take over. Yeah. Here's, here, here's my speculation on this. Yeah. He knows. He knows that his campaign has failed. He blew the economy up. He didn't shut down the virus. Now... Here's the plan. Let's pass the responsibility down to the states mm-hmm. so was, we can blame them for anything that goes I, wrong. Yeah. That's what he's doing right here, Steve. Yep. I, I, in a way, 
uh, just part of me wants him to run again and win in uh, 2024 because he's the gift that keeps on giving for us reporters. I don't wish that on the country, but mm, uh, I, you know what? Here's the thing, and and politics. Listen, uh, Republicans and Democrats can both say things during a political campaign, which which uh, later proved to be uh, embarrassing for them or not true, or they had no intention of doing what they said they would do. So I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying that, uh, as I've said before, Republicans are capable of lying as well as Democrats. However, we need to call, call it out for what it is. And, and this was a, this was a, um, a campaign promise made by Biden so he could beat Trump. Yes, because Trump oh, yeah. Trump said early on. Yeah, remember he said the states are going to be yes. involved with yes. this. I'm going to leave it up to the states. Yes. It's yes. their decision. Yes. and he and and Biden and the media trounced Trump on that. Yes, they did. They said, uh, "What what kind of leadership is this? You're mm. telling the states and governors to handle a pandemic. This should be handled by the federal government, and should be le- the leadership could come from the White House." The other that, thing that, that, that's what the Democrats and the liberal media. That's what were they saying. said. And the other thing that I'm hearing from this is, okay, President Joe, if the federal government has no role and can't do anything in this, are you going to lift your mandate? Yes. That mandate that you're saying that every right. company over 100 right. has to have vaccinations. We- right. It's an inconsistent message to say that this now is a state issue, but I'm going to stay with my federal mandate. Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. Um, so. If I were if I were Biden, I would just withdraw those mandates. Yep. Because he's going to lose at the Supreme Court anyway. I mm-hmm. think. Secondly, we're two variants behind. Yes. Thirdly, uh, it's not a national emergency. Or if it were a national emergency, you would make an announcement in August that we're going to impose a mandate in January. Yes. <laughs> or I guess originally it was December. Huh? That belies the whole idea of of a of a, of a national emergency. So uh, it wasn't a national. And fourthly, what's the deal with letting companies with under 100 employees off the hook? Well, yeah, The vaccine doesn't spread if it's under 100. So the whole thing is so inconsistent and just scattershot. Yeah. Uh, let, let me look like I'm doing something. But the, the, just for the record, let the record show that Biden and Harris, too, uh, I'll put it this way. Uh intentionally misled the public they did not have a uh, a vac they did not have a uh, a plan to shut down the virus uh, other than the vaccines which uh, was trump's right trump which operation warp speed which happened right. under under president trump yes i'm talking about the speed in which the uh, the so biden had that's all he had was what was created under the trump administration there was no secret plan to stop the virus which basically anybody with half a brain knew anyway. A, a president can't stop a virus, huh? Nobody no. can stop a virus. No. Uh, and Harris was right a few days ago when she said it's nobody's fault. Mm. Now, I think it is somebody's fault, namely communist China and the Wuhan lab's fault. Yes. Uh, but <clears throat> I'm talking about the, the pandemic. However, uh, the, the, you, you really – what Harris and Biden are doing now is Harris president or Biden? Cause we don't day, know. Well, the other day Biden called her president Harris. That's right. 
Was he fact-checked on that, for the by the way, time. Yeah. by the liberal media? I haven't seen it yet. No. They no. haven't fact-checked him on that no. when he pronounced that they're, Biden? They're, no, they're all busy fact-checking President Trump yeah, still. Still, <laughs> still even today. Uh, but but what what the what Biden and Harris need to be called out for is not uh, blame for the virus uh, because they're they're not you can't stop a virus so you can't be blamed for it and the same with President Trump it's that Biden said he had a plan to stop the virus Harris went along with him so I'm a, what they what they were thinking was. I, I'll make the public buy this idea that I've got a plan to stop the virus so that I beat Trump because he doesn't have a plan. Then when I get into office, I just say, fooled you. It's 15-year-old logic. You know, teenagers do this. They say, I, I want this or that. I'm going to get it, and I'll deal with the fallout later. Yeah, yeah. I know. I never did. Biden might as well say, hey, folks, who are we kidding? I never had a plan. Yeah. Huh? I never exactly. had a plan. I just pulled one over on you right there, and so. Uh, but I'm in president. But I'm president now. So what are you going to do about it? Look what he has done with the mandates. Look what he has done to this yeah. country with these economic shutdowns. And I mean, he's De Blasio, right. New York. There's <laughs> there was a picture this morning. Todd Starnes had this image of a little five year old boy going into a restaurant in New York with his parents, and he is crying. Because they're demanding to see his vaccine passport know, so before he'd be allowed in a restaurant. This is the kind of junk that has gone on. I'll make another prediction. Uh, Joe Biden's uh, ongoing comment about this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Now, folks, yeah. I, I want you to listen to this. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control announced this weekend that 80% of COVID-19 Omicron variant cases are found in the so-called fully vaccinated individuals. Mm -hmm. Joe Biden, if he keeps saying, if he keeps saying this, that it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated, he is lying and he is going against the facts. I was stunned by that number, quite frankly. The number you just cited from the CDC. We got yes. that posted on our website, Facebook. Okay, uh, Brent's posting that on our Facebook page. Uh, I, in fact, I couldn't believe it. Uh, I don't know why, but I just thought, hmm, because it's on our Today's Issues Facebook page. Go to Facebook or YouTube, type in Today's Issues. And it's just the statistics from the C CDC that Fred's noting here, we're posting where we got that from. But 80%, Steve, yeah. of the Omicron virus, um, uh, you call them people who are infected, uh, or te have test positive are people who've been, quote, fully vaxxed. Yeah, the Omicron virus is, is a new animal, uh, it, so it's much more contagious. And I was talking to Twyla Brace yesterday uh, from Citizens for, uh, whatever it's called, Citizens Council for Health Freedom. <clears throat> and uh, anyway, she was saying that the uh, Omicron variant actually targets things that the vaccine gives you, so you're more likely to get Omicron with the vaccine than you are without the vaccine, um, although it is much less virulent. In other words, you're much less likely to be really sick from it and to go to the hospital. So there's good news in that too. I hope maybe later uh, the show here, we can get into some other stunning statistics that I talked to, to um, her about, uh, about fatalities with the COVID vaccine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Here's another thing that the country right now is running on fear. That is not the result of science. 
Somebody was telling me this morning there was a story out there in the last 24 hours up in Vermont. They're talking about the emergency rooms being overrun. Here's what's happening. People with no symptoms are showing up to try to get tests. They have no symptoms, but they're overcrowding emergency rooms in hospitals just to get a test because they're scared to death Yeah, of, of having this latest variant. Listen. This, this is what's shutting down our medical system right now. What was it the other day? Is it uh, somebody was saying, I don't know if it was Dr. Mark Siegel, one of the medical experts on Fox. We must stop dealing with cases. Let's only deal with people who have to be admitted to hospitals. And that number is minuscule. You know, I'm just going to talk broadly and generally here, but we need to stop all this testing. Yes. Okay. We need to stop all this testing all the time because that, that it's not, it's not, it's not necessary. No, it's not necessary. If you're sick, stay home. All right. <laughs> Imagine that. That's worked for us pretty well. Yes. Uh, if you're sick, stay home. Now I know people would say, well, sometimes you're symptomatic without being, you no, know, sometimes you can spread the virus without being noticeably sick. That is true, but we just can't, but you have to uh, uh, compare that with everybody getting tested all the time. Um, you know, it just, it creates panic and fear. And also we've got a certain number of people that walk among us and we all know them who are paranoid yeah. and fearful. Mm-hmm. They're germaphobes. Yep. We all got them. We all know they're good people. Otherwise they're just, huh? Yeah. They're, they're always freaked out about, uh, any mention of, uh, virus or you know spread they're, they're you know they're they're mask they're ma- they're mask inside the car people yeah and then that's about ten percent maybe five to ten percent of the public would you say mm-hmm. go ahead Steve you're gonna say you're oh, one of those no <laughs> but oh. I have a family member who is a, a, a daughter that I love dearly and right. who who loves the Lord and but <clears throat> she lives in Oregon and uh, maybe that's all it takes <laughs> she is convinced that I mean here's what I'm struck by. She will find studies, legitimate studies, that contradict studies that I find or I come across in my job. And so it's hard to know who's telling what truth, but it, the fear that's out there is is stunning to me, um, especially now that we're down to what's basically a, a bad flu season. Yeah. <clears throat> what, what, we, what we have lacked l-a-c-k-e-d in this whole discussion in a lot of ways about covid is perspective yes okay is perspective it's not for people on the the uh other side of this i would say other side i don't know how to say it they would look at us and go and well you're not taking this serious enough mm-hmm. jackson wildman mm-hmm. jordan you're not this is killing people and you guys are acting like it's nothing no, that's not true. Uh, by the way, this Omicron is not killing people. Nope. Okay, this variant. Now, there may come another variant in three months that, it, that does. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about this Omicron is basically staying in the head nasal area. It's not getting it down in the lungs. Mm-hmm. Now, you may find one or two. I think we've had one, one or two deaths attributed to Omicron so far, mm-hmm. which is different than the Delta variant which was more dangerous and the original uh, COVID-19. So 
nobody's diminishing and we all know people who've died because of this too so nobody's diminishing the seriousness of it it's just that you also have to balance that versus uh uh people's ability to make a living yes uh are you gonna make school children wear masks for the rest of their lives huh and what that does to their psyche and and uh there's and you're there's just so much, so many things to consider other than who's going to get sick with a cold today, basically. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. In his image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. I loved it. I loved how biblically sound it was, all the scripture to back it up. The testimonies were very powerful. If it's a prodigal child that has just run away or one that's caught up in same-sex attraction, there's hope in Jesus. In His Image is now available on DVD and can be purchased in bulk to pass out to friends and family. Order today by visiting afastore.net. Every American ought to visit George Washington's Mount Vernon estate south of Washington, D.C. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. We're going to be going to Mount Vernon on one of our spiritual heritage tours coming up in June and September. Wanted to let you know about these tours already because they will fill up quick. So for all the information, go to the website spiritualheritagetours.com spiritualheritagetours.com We're going to be going to Yorktown, Jamestown and Williamsburg as well on a separate trip. So, so much rich American history there to be experienced. Stephen McDowell of the Providence Foundation is a nationally noted historian and he's going to be with us along the way. spiritualheritagetours.com Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starn. Stand by for news and commentary next. Are you looking for a university that provides a quality Christian education with excellent academic and athletic programs? Well, I want to invite you to visit Liberty University, where they offer multiple visiting opportunities to fit your schedule. Plan a visit to their Central Virginia campus and stay for an afternoon, a day, or an entire weekend. You can also take a virtual tour from the comfort of your own home. Plan your visit today by texting "Go Visit" to the number 49596. Again, that's "Go Visit" to the number 49596. There are disturbing videos from New York City. Police there now enforcing the strictest China virus mandates in the country, going restaurant to restaurant demanding people show their vaccine papers. A number of patrons at a Burger King in Brooklyn were arrested when they refused to show their papers. In another video on my website, you can see police confronting a five-year-old and his family for not complying with the vaccine mandate. Behavior one would expect from the Descapo, not the NYPD. I have a long and well-documented history of supporting law enforcement, but I cannot condone police officers who are enforcing unconstitutional mask mandates. It's time for all of us, whether we wear a badge or not, to decide if we really want to live in a country where five-year-olds have to show government papers just to get a slice of cheese pizza. By the way, my new book, Our Daily Biscuit, Devotions with a Drawl, available right now at toddstarns.com. When you die, are you going to heaven or not? You can know for sure, heaven or not. 
Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through Him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of Today's Issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of Today's Issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim, Fred, and Steve. If you want to send us an email, go to comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. You're listening to American Family Radio. To review quickly, and we won't rehash the whole story, but the headline from yesterday was that uh, President Joe, I'll shut down the virus, Biden, uh, now has dialed that way back. In fact, he's changed 180 degrees. He says, no, it's on the governors now. Uh, it's a, There is no federal solution, he says, Biden says, to the pandemic. So, uh, again, he, he said he would shut down the virus when he was running against Trump so he could get votes from people who believe that. And there were certain Americans who believed mm-hmm. that Biden would shut down the virus because Trump didn't. And that he wouldn't shut down the economy. Right. He promised to do that. Right, which he's, which, he, which he's done both. He shut down the economy and hasn't shut down the virus. Mm-hmm. So then you get into office, Biden and Harris, and then you change. You do a bait and switch. Yep. Now you say, I know, no. We can't do anything about the virus. Basically, it's on the states to solve. Um, so we won't basically we won't be talking about this anymore. And now they will they will have to talk about it because Lord Fauci has <clears throat> got an office at the White House. Uh, so they'll be having to talk about this. But <clears throat> anyway, just very interesting to me that they would be so blatant about it. You know. Uh, and a, a and a, remember how they were piling on uh, Governor DeSantis and other Southern governors, Governor Abbott from Texas last summer. Remember mm-hmm. that? Oh yeah. Jen Psaki and Biden and all them were saying this was a death cult down in the South. They ne- just, Neanderthal thinking. Neanderthal thinking. Yep. Uh, and now that the virus is sweeping the North the north and nor- northeast of our country, wherever where they have a high percentage of people who are vaccinated, at least in New England, and it's not, not making any difference whatsoever in the spread of the Omicron uh, variant. All right, Steve, you, before, we, before we go to Sandy, we got Sandy Reels in just a minute, but I wanted you, you, said, you pointed out something very interesting. Uh, yeah, I was looking, uh, we were talking about um, deaths, I think, from COVID, or anyway, I looked at... We were? Well, I... I don't remember why I looked this up. I looked up things you die from more likely to die from than than COVID. You're the kind of guy that reads the obits first. I, I, I my mind, I don't even. You don't even want to go there. But okay. <laughs> um, so I was looking at the top ten causes of death globally at the World Health Organization. You're more likely. Uh, the, by the way, COVID is not in the top ten. Um, you just did a spoiler alert there. Yeah, well. Heart disease. What's up there to say? Heart disease, stroke. Are you giving pul- top 10 one top through 10? Top 10, 1 through 10. Okay. Heart disease, stroke, 
pulmonary disease, respiratory infection, neonatal conditions, lung cancers, bronchial cancers, Alzheimer's, diarrhea diseases, which is a serious thing in the third world, diabetes, and kidney disease, all. So you're talking about these are deaths around the world, one through ten, the leading causes of. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? That is. And you're saying that uh, COVID's not even in the top ten? No. Because we, we were saying there have been 800,000 deaths over the last two years right. here in the United States, but that represents less than 1% of the population. Oh, yeah. Far less than Far 1%. less than 1%. 1% yeah. So that's, that's why some that's, are starting to say, stop talking about cases. Right. Let's deal with hospitalizations. Right. We're, we're not diminishing the fact that people have died from this. But people die yeah. have died from the and flu. And stop saying yes. And stop saying. Uh, <clears throat> stop saying. And I hadn't heard Biden say this in a week or two. <laughs> stop saying the pandemic of the unvaccinated. Yes. Because that's we all. Everybody, hundred percent of us know that's not even true anymore. That is a lie. It never. It never was true, but it's certainly not true now because, as you said earlier, the CDC is even reporting eighty percent of the Omicron virus is uh, impacting people who are quote fully vaxxed. Yes. So, um, all right, you're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim with Fred and Steve, we thank you for listening. To AFR, Sandy Rios is <clears throat> Director of Governmental Affairs for our, our ministry here at AFA, so she represents us in our nation's capital, uh, and uh, she's also heard each morning on Sandy Rios in the morning from 7 to 8 o'clock Central Time, uh, each weekday morning on American Family Radio. Good morning, Sandy. Good morning, Tim and gang. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. well yes. Merry post Christmas. <laughs> yes. <you>. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Same to you, uh, Sandy. Uh, we wanted to play a clip yeah. from um, so yeah your show from the, was it from this morning? Steve? It was from this morning. Yeah, Sandy uh, has been playing it. Now, for all we know, I think she is in uh, the Eastern Bloc doing spy stuff because she's not at her microphone every morning. Um, or That's in Hawaii in vacation. Sh- Don't tell anyway, <laughs> she's been playing the best of and what they've been, uh, Adam has been dialing up for her has been uh, stories that she had about the response of the government, FBI specifically, to a, a lot of the goings on uh, with January 9th, uh, 6th, sorry, and other things. But this morning, I was struck by this uh, interview that uh, that she did with Sharona Bishop a while back in November, who was Lauren Boebert, Congresswoman Lauren Boebert's campaign manager, who was minding her own business, homeschooling her kids up in uh, northern Colorado when this happened. Listen to Cut 6. We go to open the door, and at that moment, they took a battering ram to my door and busted my door open. Um, from there, they had their guns drawn. And they, um, my husband was standing in front of me and he had, you know, his hands up trying to calm them down. They came to my home very amped up. And, um, at some point I had my phone in my hand attempting to call our attorney because I really didn't know what to do. And so I was trying to call our attorney and they grabbed my phone from me. So I wasn't able to take pictures. I was unable to record. I was unable to reach out to my attorney or my sheriff. Um, and they proceeded to handcuff me. I was getting angry listening to this, Sandy. Who, who's they? The, the FBI. Oh. Is, am I right there, Sandy? Yes. Mm-hmm. Why did they do this, Sandy? Well, that's a good question, Tim. Uh, I guess you could say that the Attorney General, as you will recall, Merrick Garland issued 
uh, a decree that uh, parents who were going to school board meetings and causing trouble were domestic terrorists. And he said he was going to turn some of these cases over to the FBI. Sharona oversaw the, the uh, turnover of nine different school boards in Colorado. She led an effort by parents. Oh, uh, to, to okay. Flip I see what's going on okay. here now. So, then okay. that's not, but that was not her only sin. There was another sin that she committed that caused the FBI to go, you know, surprise her while she's homeschooling her kids and treat them like they're criminals. Uh, she also was a friend to Tina Peters. Tina was my guest as well that morning. And Tina is uh, an election official yes. in uh, that, col- uh, that county in Colorado. <clears throat> um, and they did the same thing to Tina that morning. Tina is. Oh, I don't want to. I could go on and on. So I'll just make this quick. Tina uh, came into that office uh, working with Dominion. Thought Dominion was didn't have any problems at all. Then people began to alert her after the uh, the presidential election that there were problems with Dominion. She was skeptical, but she went into the software and checked, and she found some serious problems, which are the kind of problems that everyone's been finding. Uh, so suddenly, the authorities where Tina lives wanted to sort of reboot the computers and wipe out all that information. Right. And she took she took an, took images of it so that they couldn't do that because her job as clerk is to keep the information for at least two years. Yep. So now the the federal government or and the local governments are after her. It's they're just making her life miserable, Tim. Now the lady, I did hear that interview that you did this morning. The, the second one there you're talking about, but the first one I did not hear. The lady <clears throat> who was uh, responsible for uh, s- some of the school boards in the state change, you know, uh, changing over, as you talked about, what's, what's, what, what the, we heard her describing the FBI. Was there, was there, when, when did that happen? And is there any subsequent news? What what was the result of that? Was she arrested, put in prison, uh, uh, charged with anything, or was there what, what happened? Well, she, okay, so that's a good question. That's a very good question. Uh, That's why Sharona, I'm here. yeah. So Sharona and <laughs> Tina both have been really vilified mm-hmm. in their community. Uh, the, the press has piled on them. Uh, Republican leaders have piled on them, especially Tina, uh, and so and Sharona as well. So um, I don't know. I don't know if there's been any legal action. The uh, raid took place probably about four weeks ago, maybe five weeks. And to be honest with you, I've been trying to get press for them. Right. Uh, but uh, because Dominion was involved in Tina's part of the story, outlets won't touch it. Mm-hmm. Well, they'll sue and you. Uh, they're scared to death of being sued, and so yeah. they have found themselves in an untenable situation. And so. Um, I, you know, well, I haven't given up on okay, that, but, but but that's the reason you haven't heard about it. Well, but it's just scary to me Yes. to think the uh, Federal Bureau of Investigation would do a raid. Is that, if that's, that's what it sounded like. A, yeah, battery, well a battery ram at somebody's private home? Tim, uh, who's a homeschool mom? That's what they've been doing yes. to dozens of people who mm. were actually just present at our Capitol, not even in the building, on January the 6th. Raiding their they homes? Have, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Ter- broken down their doors, uh, imprisoned them. They held in solitary confinement. Yes, I That's, knew that in D.C. But yeah, I mean, around the country, they've been... The, uh, but they did it around the country in their homes yeah. and then brought them to D.C. Sandy, this is the scary part. If we can just kind of pan back here for a second. 
The bigger issue here is that we now have a administration and an attorney general that are quite pleased to use their force, uh, their judicial force, to go after their political enemies. Exactly. This is this is banana republic, third world country stuff. Totally. That should never be allowed in a country like this. But it, it goes back to Virginia and the school board and uh, Attorney General Garland, his memo uh, referring to people who go show up at school board meetings as domestic terrorists. I mean, this is this is the kind of stuff that happens in these banana republics, these dictatorships. And we've got it happening here in the United States. And, of course, the it's, mainstream media doesn't do these stories. No, I know. And so that's why a lot of us are following. Like uh, um, Julie, help me, Steve. Julie's my good friend. I can't think of her last name. She's the one that's following the J6 for oh. American Greatness. I, I'm just going blank. But she's, yeah. she's a great source for me, but she's not the only one. There are a lot of people, a lot of outlets that are following us. I would recommend... There is a video that I just actually finally got around to watching last Kelly. night. It's called Capital Julie Kelly. Yeah, Julie Kelly for American Greatness. She's a great source of information. She's tracking all the prisoners. Also, a lot of my listeners have been writing the prisoners uh, at um, uh, patriotmail.com. And that particular website tracks their whereabouts, where they are, uh, the, the, what their process is, and tells you how you can write to them. And the connection between... What happened on January 6th and what we're talking about with Tina and Sharona is that Sharona, of course, was the uh, campaign manager for Lauren, as you said, Lauren. Um, Bobert. Help me again. Yeah, Bobert. Yeah. So, and she also is a strong supporter of Tina. So there's this election thread through it also. Uh, and so, you know, the prisoners who were being held in the, in the D.C. jail and other jails from January 6th, one of the things they have to do to get out of this horrible treatment is recant their belief that there was any kind of chicanery on the presidential election, that there was any voter fraud or any any kind of problem. They actually have to read and be retrained and reprogrammed and admit yes. that they were wrong. Yes. So that's it's just proves Fred's point. This is not yeah. our country. We don't well, do this to people. Well, and it goes to our military too. I, uh, Austin, Secretary Austin, the other day finally dispatched the new rules for people in the military. And we're talking about people are now going to be checked for their political beliefs to the point that they're going to look at their tattoos on their bodies to see if they think that represents some kind of conservative uh, belief. They're going to check the tattoos of people. Are you in serious? The, I'm serious. This this is what the I Secretary of Defense anything about that. announced the other day. They're going to look at body tattoos. They're going to say, what kind of groups have you talked about on social media? The military, right? This is the military we're talking about. Well, they yeah. started, you know, they started part of that, Fred, right after, or was it right before January 6th? It was right when he, after he was appointed. That's one of the things they started doing was purging mm -hmm. uh, the, the uh, people in the, in the branches of service who had the wrong idea about things. Yes. Probably supporters of American Family Association. I'm sure of that. Mm -hmm. And so they already had already started that. And then when the vaccine came along, that was just another opportunity. So they're just taking it a step further. Yeah. I, I want to say one more thing. I didn't finish my thought on this, and I want to, because Capital Punishment is an excellent video about what happened on January the 6th. And it's it's uh, produced or by Western Journal. It costs uh, about $10 to watch it. It's well worth it. And it will help. 
you see, all of us, to see what's happened to individuals around the country as a result of just being in, at their in their capital at their capital, outside or inside on January the sixth. It's really an amazing. It's Western Journal, capital punishment. And one one other thing, Tim, I just uh, personally, for what it's worth, I I really think we are again at a tipping point. I think that Joe Biden and his gang have overplayed their hand. And on the COVID thing, they've just made fools of themselves. Uh, not everyone's figured it out, but a lot of people have figured it out. And so that's why they just keep pinching harder and harder. I saw, heard Joe Biden say, I think it was yesterday, that he wants to see, or maybe it was Fauci, uh, that they wanted to see the vaccine necessary for domestic travel. Fauci, yeah. They're, yeah, so they're just pressing harder mm. and harder. And I think that's because they know they're losing. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying they're going to lose. I'm saying they could easily lose and they could easily win, but they are feeling panicked, I think, because oh, yeah. they've taken this too far. Yeah, I think um, what they're staring at, that is the Democrats, is the loss of the House of Representatives, maybe substantially, in the fall uh, for many reasons. Well, not, not many, probably three primary reasons. One is uh, <clears throat> Biden's abysmal approval numbers. <clears throat> dragging the Democrats down. Of course, they're down there with him in agreement with him on things. And then secondly, you got the, uh, just the natural occurrence of, of the, of the party of the sitting president losing house seats in midterm. So you got that, the historical aspect of this, <clears throat> but, uh, uh, and then you got a reaction to the crime wave that's hitting, uh, many blue States in particular, uh, and we see what happened in Virginia as a sort of a foreteller, if you will, of what might happen nationally next fall. Uh, with it, for some of the reasons you mentioned, uh, Fred, the, the the CRT that's going on being pushed in all different places in schools and so forth. So there's a lot more engagement now by people who maybe not would self-identify as conservatives. Maybe they would say I'm independent or even I'm more liberal but I'm not going for this stuff. No, no, my kid going to school being called a, uh, oppressor because yeah. <laughs> they're a seven year old white kid and they're told they're an oppressor. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't, that didn't help anybody. That doesn't. So anyway, there's, there's multiple reasons, probably three or four main reasons why the likelihood of the, of the uh, house and prop, maybe even the Senate changing hands. If either one of them changes hands, uh, it completely and utterly stops the, uh, any legislative agenda that the Democrats might have, they're not gonna, they're not going to get anything done anyway. Legislatively, now he can still do a lot. Can the president with the executive <clears throat> branch uh, because they control things like the FBI, for example? Now, FBI is supposed to be independent, but we've seen that that's really not true any longer. Going after Project Veritas and all mm-hmm. these things that we've seen that <clears throat> they're targeting conservative groups, but uh, but uh, if the uh, House changes hands, House of Representatives, and Kevin McCarthy and uh, the other leaders there in the House take over, then the uh, then there will be more accountability, and there will be hearings, and there will be uh, investigations, and there will be a spotlight brought to the abuses of the Biden administration when it comes to COVID and other things. Yep. So, like the, you mentioned, the uh, Attorney General and the school boards and things like that, and they, those things, <clears throat> I'm not saying they will be all solved overnight. I'm just saying uh, if the Republicans were able to take over the House and, and if they take over the Senate too, 
then Biden is going to have to just stop, uh, stop the abuse of power, uh, or he could be impeached himself because, uh, you know, I, I think there's reason to impeach him right now yeah. with what he's done on the border. Oh yeah. No, what he's done on the border. Absolutely. He, he's, uh, he's abdicated his, his constitutional responsibility to defend our country. That's right. Make no mistake about it. Mm-hmm. Biden has let 2 million people into our country since he took office. 2 million yep. people have come here and we don't know who they are, where they are. They're not, they don't, they don't have any, no, they, he just shipping them out all over the country because he believes and the Democrats believe in flooding the country with people uh, so that they can become Democrats and then have a permanent voting majority. That's, that's the goal. If you wonder why doesn't a president care whether people flooded into his, why didn't he care about border control at all? Mm-hmm. It's because they want him to come here. That's right. That's why Harris says I'm going to study root causes. <laughs> well, you can study root causes forever. That's not, that doesn't, first of all, that's not your job. Your job is to enforce the law, not study root causes. That's a sociology class. Okay. Yes. <laughs> if you want to do that, you can go study root clauses on your own time, uh, Madam Vice President. You need to enforce the law. So anyway, I'm getting wound up here, so I need to hey, wind hey, down. Tim, yes. Could ahead. I could go I ahead. jump in about Please the election? Uh-huh. Just a couple of cautions. Uh-huh. Right now, they're trying to uh, do away with the filibuster in the Senate, and they're trying to pass again in another form with another name a voter, you know, a, a huge bill that will revamp and change the way we vote. Uh, that will, you know, do away with uh, That's what the Democrats want to do is what you're saying. Yes, and they're working on it right now as we speak. Right. So I'm just saying yes. there is a certain amount of danger there. If uh, Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema don't hold out, that's going to, that will, that that means to me that we, I'm not sure, we could take back anything in 2022. But that's what's at stake. And the second thing I just think is important to say, there are going to be a lot of people running. It won't do any good to have Republicans in leadership or in those seats if they're not conservative and willing to fight. Yes. We have a problem with that. And I would oh, yeah. just, my my caution is I, even President Trump, the people that he endorses, are not necessarily conservative. And so you have to be careful and you have to look at things like the AFA voter guide. I voter guide is what right, it is now. Right, I right, voter guide right. to get the real skinny on who these people are. Right. Or FreedomWorks is another uh, place. There's some conservative outlets that will give you some and I would really be uh, suspicious of anyone just because they're a Republican does not mean they're conservative because the party endorses them does not mean a thing anymore. And we've got to get people in there that are willing to fight. Right. No and, more rhinos. Um, yeah, no more rhinos. And <laughs> yeah. we, we really need to flip that house right. to conservatives. We've got a lot of them in there. but we need Kevin more McCarthy, Jim Jordans. And, and, yes. And, and yeah. fewer Paul Ryans. Right. Yes, what, and fewer. Yeah. Remember what Paul Ryan did? He's not in office any longer. He's but not, yes. but yeah. he was He was the House Speaker. For yeah, the, I remember that, yeah. And, and he did nothing. They, they had control of every branch. I know. And they did nothing. Yeah. Sandy's well, Kevin, exactly right. Kevin McCarthy is rivaling him in many ways. Kevin is not a fighter. He He's made some good noises. He's done some good things. But when the push comes to shove, he's not a fighter. And so uh, this will not do. I mean, it'll be very disappointing if the Republicans take back the House and Kevin doesn't lead yeah. properly. Louis Gohmart uh, for Speaker yeah. of the House. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that would be great. Is he, he getting out of federal politics? Yeah, he's, what, what's yeah. he doing? He's going to run, gonna run a, uh, for governor, is he? Attorney General. Attorney, Attorney General. General of Texas. Louis, yeah. Louis Gohmert, yeah. great guy. Yep. 
Absolutely. Yes, Constitutional conservative, the kind that Sandy's talking about. All right, Sandy, thank you so much for uh, uh, for being on with us uh, this morning, sharing your thoughts. We appreciate, uh, appreciate it and talk to you later. Okay. Thanks a lot, Tim. Nice to talk yeah. to you guys. Happy okay, New Year. Thank you. Thank you. Same to you. Okay. Bye-bye. <clears throat> That's Sandy Sunshine, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> right there. Uh, but I, I tell you what, when the history of this period is written, the stuff that Sandy's been talking about, you know, you talk about if the Republicans gain control of the House. I want hearings. I'd like to see Jim oh, you're Jordan. You're going to get it. I want Jim Jordan, head of the Judiciary Committee. Yeah. And no, I, I want to see him wrestle Fauci. He's I want, promised. On the House floor. Well, Fauci, and I want him to see him bring in the Attorney General of the United States, Garland, and I'd like to put Sharona Bishop. Yeah. Bring her in. You're going to get that. And testify with Garland sitting there and saying, what's up? What's the FBI rating I, a homeschooler? Yeah. Yeah. I do think Sandy's right. She knows far more about this than I do. She has more experience in Washington, D.C. than I do. There are a lot of get, go along, get along Republicans yes. who, who, you know, don't, they don't want to make a scene. They don't want to stir things up. They don't want to, uh, they like being praised by the liberal media. Uh, but there are more, I think, there are more and more, and there's more coming of the kind of fighters like Louis Gohmert and Jim Jordan and others mm-hmm. and Ted, Ted Cruz uh, and, and those kind of folks who are going to be bold yes, and uh, don't care about their image necessarily with the Washington press corps. They care about our country and, and doing what's right. And, and uh, so I'm, I'm going to, I have hope that there's, there's more good troops on the way in the fall. I really believe that. Especially, I'm encouraged by the the microcosm of that, which was Virginia. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, is that what you call it, a microcosm? Mm-hmm. Or did I just disrespect all the people in Virginia by calling them microcosms? <laughs> no. A microcosm is everything that's surrounding you. It's a so- small sample size of yeah. what's, what may become a bigger issue, right? We can hope. So, save your emails, folks from Virginia. I didn't call you microcosms, Okay. <laughs> Your, your lovely, talented citizens of our great country. We'll be back momentarily. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.